Welcome to Mule Tip Tuesday, everybody. And today's Mule Tip Tuesday is brought to you by Joseph G. Saddlery. Um, a lot of you guys are on here. I see these names popping up. You guys know Joe. And he builds awesome gear for mules. If you're looking for a good britching, good breast collar, good head stall, he's your man. Joseph G. Saddlery. Also, uh, Jeff Pace Saddlery. Um, this weekend uh, we were down to Bryce Canyon Mule Days, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, old Jeff Pace, uh, we traded. I'd give him a DVD set, and he'd give me a nice head stall. And that guy builds dang good head stalls too. So if you're looking for a good mule head stall, something custom, old Jeff Pace will take care of you. So look him up. But anyways, um, so I I'm back into my mulemanship journal, and I know you guys just wish you could look into this because it's some good stuff and I just opened it up randomly today and this is something that I wrote down let's see the date when's my date here oh shoot 2015 it looks like 2015 five years ago and uh, I just opened it up and wanted to see what we would talk about today I think this has been kind of fun the last couple weeks and this is something I wrote down. Um, let the mule experiment. It's okay for the mule to search for answers and learn to wait. Wait as long as I need to. See, I write these things to myself. And this little mule journal, I'm writing to myself here so I can remember these things. And these are just thoughts that come up um, while I'm out riding, guys. Uh, you got to live this stuff, right? I mean, how can you get better if you don't live it? And so... It's funny as I write, as I read this back. I remember the day I, the day I wrote this. I was out working with a mule, and and things weren't coming together. You know, you see, most of these lessons I learned from, from tough situations, right? And uh, things weren't coming together, um, and it was taking me a long time. A lot of you guys, I mean, everybody with mule has, everybody that has a mule, you guys have all heard. The stupid myth, right, that mules are stubborn. You guys hear it. And some of you maybe even might be more stubborn than your mules are. See, I don't have my filter here this week, so I can say the things I want to say. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, let the mule experiment. It's okay for the mule to search for answers. I love that. And I'm so glad that I opened this up and read this again because it's so important. See, we all want our mules to do what we want them to do right we all want them to go where we want them to go and act the way we want them to act um and if you guys really think about it um we we really need these mules to be thoughtful and to be thinkers you don't want a mule to act like a sheep and just follow the flock um and just tune out and be a little brainless and now since I'm talking crap on sheep Ellie's gonna be mad at me but uh, you you want a mule to be thoughtful I want a mule that can process and think and and respond to me not just be reactionary and a follower the key to opening up their mind is letting the mule experiment you got to let them look for answers it's not it's not that much different than us right as you're as when we're kids learning and for me i'm still learning i'm still a kid too um but still learning um if 
if you're always just, you know, say somebody asks you a question, what's five plus five? And before you can answer it, they, they say 10. And then they ask you another question, okay, what's six plus six? And before you can answer it, they give you the answer. And you, you don't really have a chance to, you don't really have a chance to even process and think about it. Sometimes we do that with our mules if we're not careful. We'll come to an obstacle. Obstacles are really good examples for letting your mule think because you guys can all relate to it. But say you come up to some water and you can't, you can make your mule cross water. I know it because I've made a lot of mules cross water. And that, but I've also let a lot of mules think about things and sort things out. And I've set up the scenario so that they can choose to cross the water or uh, they can choose to keep dealing with whatever it is I'm I'm setting up maybe uh, maybe I'm doing some figure eights or some serpentines and anyways but you gotta let your mules experiment and remember it's okay to fail it's okay to make mistakes it's, it's totally cool it's not a big deal um, you know say you're setting your mule up to to back up so you want them to back up a little bit well um, so you, you apply a little bit of feel to your reins and your a little bit of pressure there your mule might push into that rein. They might push into the bit. That's okay. Just maintain your same question, and you set it up, and you let them find it. And they might push, push for a moment, but you release when they find the answer. That's all right. That's your mule experimenting. So, anyways, I really like that. Um, and then the second part that I read to you is learn to wait. Wait as long as I need to. A lot of you here, I see your names popping up here. You guys have been to our clinics and stuff. And if you've been to my clinic, you've heard me say this before. Um, you know, if it takes my meal 15 minutes, well, that's fine because I actually had 16 minutes, so it worked out perfectly. But I always have more time than my meal does to give them a chance to experiment, to give them a chance to, to find these things I'm looking for. So that's your meal tip for the day. Why don't you guys post uh, comments? Let me know what you think of that meal tip. Uh, let me know your thoughts on that. Let me know if you can relate to any of that. So a um, couple other things I want to talk about today before I get these questions is we just got back from Bryce Candy Meal Days. It was our first clinic back. I'm so glad that they didn't cancel Bryce Candy Meal Days. My gosh, we've had so many cancellations. It's ridiculous. And lots of meal days have been canceled. Uh, lots of stuff has been going on. And so, man, I was just praying that we could go to Bryce Canyon. And it worked out. They didn't cancel. They went through with it. It was an awesome event. If you guys have not been to Bryce Canyon Meal Days, you need to go. If you have been, you need to go back. But it was great. We had three days of clinic. And I kind of told you guys about some of the stuff that went on at the clinic. And last week, if you watched last week's Meal Tip Tuesday or listened back on the podcast. But um, we had a lot of fun down there. Um, we had the clinic for three days. And we had Mealmanship 1 and Cow Working. Cow Working was a heck of a lot of fun. Mealmanship 1 was really successful. Um, and then uh, Thursday, we, uh, me and Sky and the girls, um, Sky's dad Larry was down there, and then Sam Scaling, who's, who's uh, married to Sky's cousin and one of my best buddies. Anyways, we all rode on Thursday. That was good. We rode up the canyon a little ways and then went and got milkshakes on the mules, and that was kind of fun in town there. And then... Uh, on Friday, we rode a place called uh, Willis Creek. It's a slot canyon. And if you guys go down to Bryce County Mule Days ever, you need to go to Willis Creek. It was awesome. But um, anyways, we had a good time. Uh, we left uh, 
we didn't stay for the sale on Saturday, but if you guys saw the results, that Chrome in the Canyon sale, my gosh, those meals went for some money. And um, that was uh, uplifting to me. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, good. This, this economy, the mule economy, the mule industry is alive and well. Now we just need to get you all come to my clinics. So, um, so that was really cool, though. If you haven't checked out those prices, you need to. It's crazy. It's awesome. Um, Sean Peterson, Nelly Peterson had high selling mules, $23,000. Uh, it's pretty cool. So check those, those sell stats out. It's interesting. But I came home early. Um, Saturday, I, uh, a good buddy of mine put on a branding. And uh, I, I wanted to comment about it on this Meal Tip Tuesday because, um, you know, I'm just like you guys. I, I work on this stuff. I work hard at this stuff. There's nothing about mealmanship that's really easy. You got to work at these things. You got to practice these things. Um, how many of you know my mule Riata? Those of you that are watching live, hit the like button if you guys know my Red Molly Mule Riata. She's my five-year-old. She just turned five, and I've been working on Riata for well, yeah, since I I won her the American Mule Trainers Challenge as, as a weanling, and I've been working on her since. And uh, Riata has been challenging. She has not been an easy mule to train like she hasn't been just a day off she's been challenging um she has a tendency to be a little bit bronchy she has a uh she's not super talented you know with being able to turn and stop and things but but she is my favorite meal i've ever had i just love that meal to death anyways this weekend was like the accumulation of everything i've been working on and luckily i I was blessed and able to rope good this weekend, and I caught a lot. And so Rietta had the chance to drag a lot of calves to the fire, and she was just awesome. And a lot of you guys that come to my clinics, you've heard me talk about, you know, there's no law against looking good while you ride and having a good mule, you know, to ride. Um, there's no law against it. It's totally cool to to do that. And my gosh, I got so many compliments on Rietta, and I'm. I'm humble in that it's not I know it's not me it's the mule she's she's come through she's learned she's done a good job she's finally piecing these things together and she did and it was awesome her dragging these calves to the fire just her ears are just flopping and she's just happy and I can go in there and rope and uh you know I I miss about as many as I catch and so she's just patient with me and just sits there and waits for me to catch and anyways I wanted to share that with you because you know hang in there i've been working on this mule since i got her as a weanling five years i put into this mule and it's starting to come together and um, it might be the same thing for you guys and it goes back to my meal tip for the day learn to wait wait as long as i need wait as long as you need um so think about that it'll come together might not be today might not be tomorrow but it'll come together so that's my story of success for the week all right, well, um, I did not come prepared with questions today, so I'm going to get right to your live questions and see what's going on. So let me scroll through these here and see what I can find. All right, Doug Ramey, you're not late, Ty. The show doesn't start till you get there. Oh, thanks, Doug. Let's see. Uh, is this Micah? Micah Herndon? I'm sorry, Sky's not here to give me the names correctly. So, Micah, I think that's your name. What is your favorite bit to bring? To progress to after the plain snaffle, Micah, I actually progressed to the hackamore after the snaffle bit progression. If I'm starting my meals in the Great Basin tradition, which I do, um, I go from the snaffle bit to the hackamore, 
I ride in the Hackamore for about a year and then I go to the Touraine and um, I really like a half breed uh, to ride it for a Touraine bridle bit and for my my plain bridle bit I like a just a half breed Jeremiah Watt builds really nice bridle bits so half breed um, I'm riding in one right now that has kind of a thing for tongue relief and that kind of I'm not too happy with it because obviously it's tongue relief the mule can't lift that bit off of their bars so it just rests on their bars so I prefer to have one that's just straight bar across the mouth then they can pick it up with their tongue if they like and get it off the bars good question Micah um, I also have a podcast uh, that I recorded about the snaffle bit if you're interested in listening to it all right Sherry Clive hi Ty how do I introduce my mule Lucille to hobbles all right Sherry um, I like to teach my mule to lead by a foot so get you a lariat rope doesn't need to be anything fancy nothing special but uh, I was just talking to a feller on the phone on my way back today uh, about this uh, about leading by a foot and he was asking me well can I just use a plain old cotton rope or should you know or, or lariat rope I like to use a lariat rope because you have the coils those plain cotton big old flabby ropes or I guess if you're talented you're fine first first of all I can't catch anything with that with a cotton rope second of all they're really hard to keep coils um, versus you know a lariat rope so anyway Sherry I get myself a lariat rope and I'm gonna teach this mule to lead by all four feet one foot at a time you get that mule to where uh, where Lucille easily just gives a foot and will follow you and doesn't take much pressure that way there's no panic in her and then you get to uh, uh, to where they they're comfortable there then go ahead and put figure eight hobbles on the front and let them sort it out um, I also like to train them to uh, a three-leg hobble if you really don't want them to go somewhere put a three-leg hobble on them um, do it in maybe an arena or a round pen lots of sand sometimes those mules will kind of stumble down on their knees and you don't want them getting banged up in rocks or something so anyways I do it there good question all right let's see a lot of good folks on here today hey Sandra hey Ken Debbie Humphreys, we had fun in Tropic, didn't we, Debbie? Debbie was in the cow working class. I, think, I appreciate you guys jumping on here, this live video. Uh, feel free to uh, post questions if you got them. Hey, Leslie, good to see you. Rachel King, hello, Jermaine. All right. Let's see, here's a question. Let's see what we got here. All right, Stephanie Cullers. I'm sorry if I said that last name wrong. Stephanie Hey Ty, I've got an older mule who I've had for two years. He came from an abusive situation, so I've taken it slow. He does, he just doesn't have a personality or really want anything to do with me. Should I be leery of his lack of care? Any ideas to win him over? Hey Stephanie, um, you know these mules, even if they did truly come from a, an abusive situation, the best thing you can do is get to work building some good leadership skills and building your mule's confidence in humans. And you do that by being a good leader, asking good questions, and giving them good rewards. Um, so I would just get right to work. Um, Stephanie, I don't know if you've been following along, but we do something called uh, our Everyday Mulemanship Challenge. I've been sending out videos every week to you guys for free in your email. And um, going through all the steps, everything I do with my mules. Um, so I would just start going through the checklist, Stephanie, from the ground up and uh, get going with that. Um, as far as should I be leery of his lack of care, well, it's up to you. Um, if you're somebody that likes a personal bill mule, a friendly mule, a mule that's in your pocket, this mule may never be that. you gotta, you got to understand that it might never be that type of mule 
to where it's just friendly and wants to be with you. You know, they're different. They're all different personalities. Like some people, there's some people that just don't want to hang out with me. You know, and I've I've had to learn to deal with that. They just don't care about me. So sometimes it's the same thing with the mules. They just might not be you know interested. You know, but there's all different kinds. I I personally like a mule that always wants to be with me. You know, you, if you guys come over, uh, I got seven mules out here in my corral. All of them except for one would love to hang out with you. I got one mule. You guys might know her, Chrome. She's the paint mule that Swayze rides and Sky rides. And, you know, uh, she's not too interested in being your friend. But all the, but I mean, at the same time, she's fine to catch. She's not hard to catch or anything because we've done these things and worked with her. But all the other mules, they want to be with me. So it's up to you, Stephanie, on that part. Um, I like them friendly, but there's some mules that just ain't into it. Good question. Thanks for asking. All right, let's see. Mike Price, hello. Ray Lockhart from Virginia. Glad you're on here. Sorry my camera's so moving around so much. All right, Judy Smith has a question. Uh, distracted behavior. At times, Sue will just turn her head to watch something and, I, and, just, and is just oblivious to me or the rain. This can be under saddle or with groundwork. I'm sure that move the feet is the answer, but she just locks in. Uh, Judy... I guess what I would be doing is well if this is if if Sue is my mule I'm going to be paying attention they always do something before they do something so say there's a dog over here and if I'm a mule first thing that's going to go is my ear because I'm going to hear it and then and then my attention's going to go so you might have to be a little bit more on top of things and and block it or I should say redirect the thought rather than correcting the action that's the big piece. That's my main advice for you, Judy, is to redirect that thought rather than correct the action. But say she's already looked. Well, yeah, then you might have to get heavy on your rein. You might have to pick up on her. She's going to get pulled on. You know, her. Uh, she's going to feel that in the rain. I'm going to make contact. And, and if she's still stuck there, then I'm going to use my legs and I'm going to move her. I'm going to get her to yield her hindquarters, move her front quarters, do something, and get her back with me. That's a good question, Judy. Thanks. Joan, um, mule ignores my cues when she does when she doesn't feel like it. Well, Joan, you got to hang in there until she feels like it. So you got to keep asking that question. You got to stay with it until she answers the question you asked. Whenever you quit, they learn. That's so important for you guys to try to remember. Is whenever you quit, they learn, and that's for the positive or for the negative. You got to hang in there. So if she's ignoring you, hang in there until she doesn't ignore you. Good question. All right, Sherry Clive. Um, I let Lucille experiment while or experiment with tying her out with a long lead line during lunch so she could graze. She wrapped around, back hoof flipped out, and laid down. <laughs> well, go back to like I was saying earlier. Get them to where they can lead by those feet, and you won't get them freaking out like that when you guys get into those situations. You get into deadfall places with lots of vines and and stuff on the ground and things wrapped around their legs they won't freak out if you taught them how to lead by foot um, so and also I if I'm gonna let one graze I'm just gonna hobble them so that goes back to teach them to lead by foot first but I'm just gonna hobble them and turn them loose to graze I don't like to have them tied up on the end of the lead line personally there's lots of people that teach them to to uh, tie out stake out by by foot and that's cool you can do it it's easy to do it's not hard at all but I just soon hobble them Elizabeth, 
All right. Hello from Nebraska. I'm thinking about signing up for one of your clinics. Is foundation mulemanship too much for a yearling mule? Thanks. Uh, Elizabeth, no. Foundation is fantastic for the youngsters. We get lots of yearling mules, horses, donkeys. Uh, that's a good class for, for those youngsters. And if you came, folks with yearlings, I just kind of set them up to where they don't quite do the lengths. And uh, you give the mule a little bit more breaks when they're young like that. Let's see what other questions you guys have. Carol Abel, hello. Patty, good to see you on here. Jennifer, Diane, patience is important, you're right. Hey, Connie. Um, all right, April has a question about trailering. Trailering, excuse me. I recently got a mule from a sale, and she loads great, but as soon as the trailer stops and it's time to unload, she puts all of her weight on the divider and is constantly trying to fly out backwards. Any suggestions on correcting this? Uh, yeah. Um, just make it make it easy to be in that trailer. So say you, you go to unload her and she's, well, first of all, she's leaning on the divider. I'm just going to hang out in there until she stands up on all four feet and is balanced, and then I'll open the divider. I'm not going to open it while she's leaning on it. Um, and then when, uh, as far as the flying out backwards stuff goes, um, say I, I turn her out or I untie her and she just flies out like that, I might just work on um, go through a little halter driving outside the trailer and put her back in and make it more comfortable to be in the trailer. Also, too many of us, this is common, this happens with me too, um, but I'm trying to get better about it, is is make sure that you don't just get somewhere, stop the truck, and unload. Uh, pull in there and let your mule stand there for a little while. Um, don't be in a hurry to unload them. Uh, there's lots of you guys that you guys see me pull up to a clinic somewhere. I've been driving 10 hours. If you hear if you hear one of my mules pawn, well, guess what? That mule might be in there for a little while longer. Um, so don't be in a hurry to unload. Sometimes they get to where they know about that. All right, um, let's see what else we got. Hey guys, I appreciate these questions. Doug Ramey, congratulations on the new Hall of Fame. You bet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Bryce Camille Days put me in their Hall of Fame and gave me an awesome buckle. I'm grateful for that. All right, let's see. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions. Uh, sometimes it skips questions on here, so I apologize. <clears throat> I wanted to take one more. Dean Ingram, good to see you on here. John, let's see. Let's see, I'm going to read this comment here. Judy Smith, thank you for the encur that encouraging comments regarding the amount of time it takes. I know you have said that. It takes the time it takes. That's right. Meg has a question. Can you talk a little about cinches? What do you prefer? How are you cinching? Some say tighter in the back, some don't. What's the best for my mule? Um, as far as cinches go, as far as tightness, my front cinch is tight. My back cinch is a little less than the front cinch. Uh, unless I'm roping, if I'm going to be roping, I tighten that back cinch right up just as tight as the front. Um, but I don't uh, hawk it into them. Either way, uh, you know, I should be able to fit my hand uh, behind that cinch snugly. It should be hard to get my hand back there, but I should be able to get my hand between the cinch and the mule. Um, as far as what cinches I use, um, my favorite cinch is just a plain old, it only costs 20 bucks. Um, plain old cinch from Weaver. It's a full sleeve neoprene. I like that for my front cinch. That's my favorite. It's easy to clean, easy to take care of. There's no seams to get your mule sore anywhere. My second favorite is a true, I'm talking about a true, a real mohair cinch. 
Those are awesome. Um, the only reason that the Weaver Cinch is my I like it better than the than the mohair is because you know y'all know I'm here in Utah. We got a lot of stickery things, pokey things, and the mohair cinches are just a little harder to clean. Other than that, I like them both. So you find what works for you. There's no laws on the cinches. Just find something that's not getting them sore, not rubbing them. Um, and then as far as a rear cinch, just a good leather rear cinch, uh, not too narrow. I have one rear cinch I'm riding right now. It's a little narrow for me. I like a little bit, uh, a little bit wider rear cinch, not like a big wide. If I'm team roping or something, uh, not something like that, but just a little bit wider, maybe a, oh, maybe a five inch wide or something like that. Um, just so it's not so tight on a couple. So it spreads out over a few ribs, not just one or two anyways. But, uh, the back cinch doesn't need to be tighter than the front cinch. It'd be the same or maybe just a hair less. But I think that's good for today, guys. Um, I appreciate these questions. If you guys are watching live, I'm so grateful that you're here with me today. Uh, hit the like button if you enjoyed today's Meal Tip Tuesday. Um, if, you're, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, I would sure appreciate it if you'd leave us a review. Uh, let us know what you guys think of this. Um, but we're here every Tuesday. I'm sorry I'm late again. Uh, but we'll hang in here and hang out with you guys. I sure am grateful. So I'm gearing up to go on our rock crawl clinic this week, and I'm so glad that we're back to doing some clinics. There's only a few up ahead that are canceled. Most of them are still on the go. So thank you guys very much. Um, write in if you have any other questions, and we'll get to them next week. We'll plan on next Tuesday, 5 p.m. But you guys have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for being here with us, and we'll see you next time.